Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Limitless Life Podcast, or if you're new, welcome to the Limitless Life Podcast. I'm kind of giggling inside because this episode, this is actually the second time I've recorded it. Um, before I release these, like I always listen to them again and I gently edit them. So with all of these podcasts, even the ones when I have guests, I'm really trying just to keep them as raw and authentic as possible. The only things that I really edit out is like sometimes when I'm doing these individual ones, there'll be a moment where I pause because sometimes I need to think about what I'm going to say. And sometimes I'm reflecting on something I'm going to say. So when I'm editing, I'm taking out like super long gaps or if I'm making weird noises or whatever, or if like the doorbell rings because I order a lot of packages from Amazon and they ring the doorbell when they leave the packages here. (laughs) So it's funny because when I listened to this episode, I was like, I don't, I don't like how this turned out. I don't want to release this one. I need to adjust it and make it a little bit stronger. And the reason this is so funny is because today I want to talk about your inner critic. We all have one. It's that little voice in your head that uh, creates these standards of perfection that we can really never live up to. It's that little voice in your head that tells you, oh, that is never going to work. Who's going to listen to you? You really think that you can pull that off? Like we all have an inner critic. It lives in our subconscious mind. And I think this is a really important conversation to have because something that keeps coming up with a lot of my clients revolves around this voice that we have in our head. It can also be that voice that um, talks about faker faker syndrome, which is also known as imposter syndrome. I had faker faker syndrome for so long and I would be completely lying if I said that every once in a while that voice in my head does not pop up and go faker faker faker. Somebody is going to find you out and then this is all going to be over because that's what happens. (laughs) So that's what I want to talk about your inner critic and how to, I don't want to say how to banish it or get rid of it because at the end of the day, you're never going to fully get rid of it. But what I want you to be able to do is understand how you can get along better with it, manage it better. Because, you know, when you're trying to build a business or when you're trying to have a better relationship or when you're trying to attract the right people into your life, that inner critic of yours is going to constantly compare you to other people. It's going to compare you to their achievements. 
It's going to appear, compare you to their abilities. That little voice in your head literally sets those impossible standards of perfection. And then when you don't meet those standards of perfection, you beat yourself up. And this is also where some of our beliefs come from, right? The challenge is that that little voice in our head that lives in our subconscious mind keeps a record of all of the times we failed in life or all of the times things didn't work out. But what's annoying (laughs) is that it doesn't really ever remind us of all the awesome things we've done or of all of our strengths. The job of that little voice in your head, the job of the inner critic is the same job that the subconscious mind has. It's to keep us safe. It doesn't like change because change is scary. I once heard somebody compare the inner critic to a little troll that lives under a bridge. So if you picture the bridge, above the bridge is your conscious mind, where you are when you're in your awake state. It's where all of your thoughts come and go. And then below the bridge is your subconscious mind. And there's this stream of random thoughts and ideas and feelings and emotions just flowing by. And there's like little fish swimming in the stream. And there's all these things. And then there's this troll that lives under the bridge. And he's aggressive and mean. And he doesn't care about all of your good ideas. He wants to only keep pointing out all of the bad things that have happened in the past And he wants to keep bringing up all of the things that haven't worked for you. And so this little troll that lives under the bridge will use as many tools as he has to make sure that you are never moving forward or that you find it very hard to move forward. So he will distract you with things like boredom or procrastination or perfection or he will screw around with your confidence he'll give you this idea that you are never going to succeed so then you end up with this fear of failure I really really liked that analogy of the little troll living under the bridge and just like I can't remember what episode it was but I talked about self-doubt but just like with the inner critic we kind of have to give it not a personality but you have to detach yourself from it. So my inner critic, for example, when I hear that voice in my head, I actually see a small, tiny cartoon version of myself talking to me, which some of you are probably sitting there thinking that's crazy, but that's what I see. Why should we be concerned with this inner critic? Well, because of all the reasons I really just said, but this inner critic, when it gets overactive... It can literally be the barrier that prevents us from creating amazing things, that prevents us from accomplishing what we want to accomplish. The challenge is, although we all have an inner critic, some people aren't even aware that they have one talking to them. How many times do you go through the day and talk to yourself? The fact is we talk to ourselves thousands of times a day. Most of the thoughts we have, most of this continuous self-talk is helpful. But somewhere 
sometimes hidden in that self-talk is these negative, nitpicky, self-critic conversations. And because we're talking to ourselves so much during the day, we don't even realize that we're having these uh, negative conversations. So you really have to notice when this critic comes up. And I'm going to give you some ways to recognize this and then some ways to kind of work through this. Maybe you've had like, maybe you're working, you have a job and you have this like deadline that's coming up and you're getting frustrated because you can't get everything done. You're starting to have feelings of overwhelm. You start to look at what you're doing and you're like, oh, well, it's okay. This will pass for what I need to do, but it's not great. Your inner critic comes in and starts saying things like, well, yeah, this is passable, but you're never going to be as successful as you want to be in this industry, or you're never going to be, you're never going to get the clients you want to get. You're never going to be able to do this. When you find yourself in situations like that, when you find yourself sitting there going, you know, I want to launch this program, but I don't know how I'm going to fill it, or I want to launch this program But last time I launched a program, I wanted 10 people and I only got three. That's where inner critic comes up and he's like, well, you know what? You tried to do this last time and it didn't work. So you're a failure. You know, deep down that you're not a failure. Where's the proof that you are a failure? This comes back to beliefs, right? Beliefs aren't actually true. The thoughts we have aren't actually true. The conversations we have with the inner critic aren't true. Your inner critic is actually a big fat liar. Yeah, he's a liar. (laughs) The interesting thing about the inner critic is when you learn how to spot him, it's easier to start to create new stories for yourself. Here are some examples of when the inner critic comes in shoulds and comparing. I should be doing this. I should be blogging more. I should be doing more podcasts. I should be putting myself out there more. I should be doing more consistent Instagram posts. I should be creating more programs for people. If you are listening to the words you were speaking and things like I should have, would have, or could have, If those are the predominant parts of your inner dialogue, then guess what? You've just identified your active inner critic and your inner critic is working its ass off to make you believe that you're not good enough. Shoulds. Shoulds are so powerful because the shoulds are the things that make us compare ourselves to other people. I should have had this podcast released on a Tuesday. Now people are going to be like, why didn't you release the podcast on Tuesday like normal? Guess what? I bet half of you didn't even realize that I didn't release this particular episode on a Tuesday morning like I typically do. Logically, in our logic brain, in our logic mind, we know that like... 
we're doing this comparison, we know <laughs> that we're doing a good job in most cases. But that inner critic helps us to validate the fact that we are not good enough. We are not confident enough. We are not worthy enough. It's kind of a jerk. The other way that the inner critic pops in is perfectionism. And I kind of mentioned this at the beginning. And this comes, it's like a close second to the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and the comparisons. Our inner critic will set unrealistic standards for us. This happens with weight loss. It happens in relationships. It happens when you're trying to make more money. It happens when you're trying to be true to yourself. It happens when you're trying to tap into your heart energy. It happens when you're trying to find yourself. Like it happens all the time. And perfectionism can wear a lot of masks. So again, it could be you're just bored all the time or you're procrastinating or you're constantly forward thinking, you're constantly future thinking and you're worried about how things might not work out. And when you have boredom or procrastination or like future thinking, or in some cases, some people are stuck thinking in the bat in the in the past. And what happens when all of this is happening, what happens when you're not living in the present moment is you have an inability to complete the tasks or the projects or the goals that you're trying to do because you have set an unrealistic benchmark for yourself. And then guess what happens? You don't meet your deadline, your goal, your whatever, and then you're super disappointed. You think you're a failure. You think you're bad. You think people are going to disapprove of you. And in some cases, you become afraid of success. I was afraid of success for a really long time. If I'm being completely honest, at every level that my business grows, it scares the shit out of me. I've had to step into becoming a new version of myself like four or five times in the last year because my business has grown so rapidly. The version of me right now, she has to change if I want to be the version of me that has a million dollar business. And I know some of you, when I talk about that, are like, well, why do I have to change? Because that's what growth is about. If you're not growing and changing, you're most likely dead or severely limiting yourself. All right, let's talk about one of my favorite ways that the inner critic shows up. That's sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> imposter syndrome. Let's talk about that. I personally like to call imposter syndrome faker faker voice. I had it for years. Actually, if I'm reflecting, I've probably had it most of my life. I've always been in positions where I was put in leadership positions. And sometimes, to be honest, I probably wasn't ready for those leadership positions. But when you work in a corporate environment, if you want to climb the corporate ladder, you just figure shit out. And then when I started my own business, Faker Faker Voice came back again. It was like, who are you to be doing this? Who's going to listen to you? Who gives a shit about your stories? 
that inner critic that shows up with this imposter syndrome with this faker faker voice it's basically like despite all of the evidence to the contrary if you're experiencing faker faker voice internally deep down you believe that on some level you are a fraud and that all of your accomplishments are just dumb luck or they just happen because you happen to be at the right place at the right time or they happen because you just happen to know the right people there's usually this fear this underlying fear of being exposed as incompetent even though you're not (laughs) The challenge with faker faker voice, and this especially happened to me when I was working in corporate, it drives people to become workaholic super achievers who don't ever want to slow down. And to some extent, I'm going to be like totally open here because this is what this podcast is about. I even started like not leaving time for myself after I started my own business, like when I started working for myself, which is hilarious, but not really, because that's one of the things I help my clients with. I help a lot of entrepreneurs accept and reframe that they can actually slow down. They can actually take time for themselves. That business will actually grow faster and stronger when you just surrender and let go. Yes, of course, you still have to take action, but it's not about becoming a workaholic. It's not about allowing all of the relationships in your life to suffer because you have this faker faker syndrome. It's really funny because if you talk to a lot of really successful people, they'll tell you, oh, you know, I just got lucky. Because deep down they have some form or some level of imposter syndrome. They feel that although they're super creative or super talented or super gifted, they don't really know what they're doing and they're still figuring it out. I've had so many people say, you know, I don't actually know what I'm doing. I just figure it out as I go. Here's the thing. None of us really ever know exactly what we're doing and we do figure it out as we go. What I will say is I hear a lot of people saying, oh, fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it. I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to ask you to start saying, believe it until you make it. Believe it until you see it. Because when we're saying things to ourselves like fake it till you make it, you're literally just uh, strengthening the inner critic. Because you're literally telling yourself that you are faking it. So like I said, I'm going to challenge you to start saying, believe it till you make it. I bet by now you're starting to sit here and go, oh man, yeah, I do recognize that little inner critic. I do recognize that little troll that lives under the bridge. Here's the thing. It's not impossible to have a relationship with this voice. You can learn how to do this. It all comes down to recognizing. Another way this voice shows up for you is the you're doing it wrong voice. I had this for years because I had my side hustle for 10 years. It's like no matter what you're producing, no matter what you're doing, no matter how hard you're pushing yourself, no matter how burnt out you're feeling no matter how exhausted you're feeling 
that little voice tells you that you are doing it wrong. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if those thoughts come up a lot or not a lot. It's those types of thoughts and behaviors that when they start to show up regularly in your life, it's time to take a good hard look at how you're actually trying to do things. And if you think, well, I'm just going to ignore the inner critic. Yeah, that doesn't work. It literally only makes him more loud. It makes that voice in your head louder. You need to learn how to work with the critic so you can turn the volume of your inner critic down. You can't just ignore it. You can't just stuff it down. The critic is like feelings and emotions. You can't stuff those down because one day those feelings and emotions just bubble to the surface and you have a meltdown. It's the same with the critic. If you try to shove the critic down, one day he just gets louder and you have a meltdown. So remember, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That's how you start to identify that voice in your head. And when you can start to do that, you can start to shift your relationship with the inner critic. Now, to start to shift the relationship with the critics, it's important to understand where he came from in the first place. So remember, he lives in the subconscious mind and one of his jobs is, like the subconscious, to keep us safe. The inner critic is your ego's way of internalizing things that authority figures have said to you over your life. Things that parents have said, teachers have said, coaches have said, peers have said. It's your ego's way of acting as a substitute for these people. And it will take every failure, every discouraging thing that anybody ever said to you, and it will bring it back up for you in an effort to protect you from getting hurt in the future. That little voice, that little inner critic only pipes up with all of the potential negative things that the outside world has said to you, with all the potential negative things that could happen. It helps to keep you living in a fear-based state. It does this to try to help you from doing anything that might possibly invite criticism. Because who likes to be criticized? I actually find it, I feel really lucky. This is going to sound weird. But when I worked in the advertising industry, I had a bot, one of my very first bosses, actually, she was very hard on all of the designers. But I look back at that now and I'm so thankful for that because I learned not to be offended by certain types of criticism. Now, if you're going to criticize me just for the sake of criticizing me, that's a whole other story. But if it's constructive criticism, I've learned to use that to help me to grow. It's like my business coaches now. I may do something and they may look at it and criticize it, but they're not criticizing it from a place of hate or anger. They're criticizing it constructively to help me grow. So one of the first things to start doing when you are trying to build a better relationship for your critic or with your critic is switch things up. You want to start kind of taking yourself away from listening to everything that the inner critic says. You have to begin to recognize, oh, is this just thoughts that are in my normal stream of consciousness? Or is this my inner critic coming out? 
So move away from listening to every single thing that the inner critic says and kind of start to focus your attention on that voice and how it's affecting you. So when you recognize the voice coming up, start to ask yourself, okay, where is that coming from? Why is this coming up for me? The next thing you need to do is be proactive. Like don't just passively accept everything that that little voice in your head is telling you. Because remember what I said, this inner critic is just like the beliefs you have. The beliefs you have aren't true. The thoughts you have aren't real. And the shit the inner critic is saying is all lies. So are you just going to sit there and accept what this little critic is saying to you? Challenge it. It's just like what we have to do with beliefs. Challenge the truth of the information that's coming. Because remember, this information that's coming up with this little inner critic is just from past experiences. It's stuff that's being pulled out of your archive that in most cases, again, is not even true. So if you're having something come up and you're like, well, in the past, my partner, coach, parent, whomever said this to me, examine whether or not any of those people were even right in the first place. Think about it. Half the things we're told over our lives, half the things we start to believe, they aren't even true. So be proactive and question the voice that you're hearing. If it's telling you you're not good enough, if it's telling you that you're never going to fill the program you're trying to fill, what is the proof of that? What's the proof? And I'm going to tell you, this is like no easy task. This isn't a picnic. But guess what? When you hit this resistance, if you can lean into this resistance and keep moving forward and keep taking action to push forward, when you come out on the other side, you're going to have some massive growth and you're going to learn a lot. And when you are playing the comparison game, when the little, little voice comes in, oh, I can't do that. Everybody else is already saying that. Oh, I can't post that. Everybody else is doing that. Oh, I'm just a personal trainer or I'm just a photographer or I'm just this. Guess what? You are a unique individual. There is no other person like you on the planet. There is no other you on the planet. There never has been and there never will be. You can't be them. You can't be those other people. But guess what? They can't be you either. Isn't that awesome? You are literally the only person that can be you. So yes, while you may have a similar message to somebody, you're not sharing your message in the exact same way. So remember that. Your inner critic is always going to try to point out all of your shortcomings. So when it does... When you're feeling unsure about what you're doing, challenge your inner critic. Challenge it. Do some problem solving. Instead of allowing it to remind you of all your flaws and your shortcomings, just shut it up. It's going to try to bully you. Bully it back. 
initiate your own little form of interrogation. So when that critic starts saying things to you, oh, who do you think you are? Who do you think is going to listen to you? You can ask questions back to your inner critic. Oh, where are you coming from? What do you want? That's, that's your point. You want to interrupt the pattern. And again, I taught you this little thing when dealing with self-doubt. It's the same thing with the inner critic. Thanks for your opinion. You can go now. That's literally one of the only sentences I ever use for my inner critic when it comes up. I'm like, thanks for your opinion. You can go now. And when you place this inner critic on a defensive, you can challenge it. You can literally detach yourself from that voice and give it its own personality. Detach. You can make fun of your own inner critic. Your relationship with your inner critic doesn't have to be a bad one. Just the fact that you're listening to this podcast, just the fact that you are um, recognizing the voice, recognizing that you have this inner critic, that's the first step in having a better relationship with it. By simply committing to yourself and saying, you know what? I'm going to find more creative and productive ways to deal with the inner critic. You're already like halfway to creating a better relationship. Your inner critic is usually the, the thing that's setting those high expectations for yourself. How about you start allowing yourself to be curious and see how you can be motivated to succeed without beating yourself up all the time. Right? Now, that little inner critic of yours can have a place when you're trying to be creative and come up with things. But the challenge is, it's always going to be really eager to help you stop the process and to point out all the bad stuff. So just tell your inner critic to come back later. Tell it to go on a coffee break. When we are creating content, especially entrepreneurs, when you're creating things, when you're creating courses, when you're creating content, when you're creating podcasts, when you're creating whatever, that inner critic is going to want to come in right at the start. It's going to want to start cutting things down. Oh, why are you doing that? Oh, this isn't working. Ooh, that sounds horrible. And you know what? That's where the inner critic can be useful. Sometimes it may see things that you didn't see, but the challenge is only allowing the inner critic to come in at certain times. So if you are right in the middle of the creative process and inner critic comes up, invite him to come back later. Thanks for your opinion. You can go now. The other thing, and this is gonna sound weird, show that little voice some love. Try having some compassion for that inner critic, which in turn means you're having compassion for yourself. That little voice really does mean well. It's just trying to protect you and keep you from getting hurt. And so one way to acknowledge and respect that voice without going along and believing every single thing that it says, thanks for your thoughts. Thanks for your opinion. You can go now. And then just move on to do something else because now you've interrupted that pattern. The awesome thing about our mind, the awesome thing about the human mind, it's capacity for neuroplasticity always works in your favor. This is how we create new neural pathways. 
the brain's thinking or the mind's thinking is often determined by constant thoughts. You have the power to change this simply. You have the power to change your mind simply by changing your thoughts. By changing your thoughts, you can create new neural pathways. You begin to train your brain. Your chemistry starts to change. And so when you start to train your brain, when you create these new neural pathways, you are essentially changing its response to situations by creating different thoughts. And this consciously changes the way you think and creates a whole new mindset. Like, it's amazing how powerful our minds are. So one of the ways to start doing this, celebrate your strengths. We are so quick to listen to that critic. We are so quick to list all of our weaknesses all of our downfalls, but how many of you actually celebrate your strengths, right? I bet you hardly ever do. So here's a couple ways that you can start celebrating your strengths other than just sitting there and writing them all down because for some of you, that's going to make you want to throw up on yourself. Daily affirmations. You are affirming information for your subconscious mind and it's new information. So one way to remind yourself of all of your strengths is to combine several of them into an affirmation. And an affirmation is like a one sentence power statement or positive statement. And you repeat this to yourself throughout the day. So if you are trying to create stronger, better relationships, maybe your affirmation is I'm a warm, open and accepting person. If you're trying to attract more money into your life, maybe that is money flows easily to me and I create opportunities. So just kind of think about like, what are some of the awesome things that you do, right? And then make them into these affirmations and write them out. The other thing too is watch your words, right? And I've talked about this before, the I am statements. If you're saying... I am a warm, open, accepting person, but on some level you actually have low self-worth, subconsciously, your mind may have a dilemma with that. So the way around that, the loophole is just to insert, I am the type of person that is warm, open, and accepting. Because by saying I am the type of person, subconscious can't conflict that. Because subconscious can only accept or reject information. I am the type of person who is warm, opening, open and accepting subconscious looks at them and goes oh cool we're that type of person it can't it can't argue with that create a new affirmation each morning if you want or just keep using the same one i often use the same ones over and over again make it something you can believe about yourself make it something comforting and supportive and like keep this affirmation in your mind all throughout the day it almost becomes kind of like a meditation and the it's especially important, like use the affirmation when you're feeling that inner voice come up, when you're feeling stressed out, when you're feeling very self-critical. It's just a way of reassuring yourself that you're an awesome person and you are, you're worthy. Another thing you can do, and it, it is kind of like affirmations, I actually got this idea from a couple of my clients who do it and they told me about it, is creating like little reminder signs. 
And some people might be like, what is a reminder sign? Why would I do that? You make little signs on like post-it notes or I've had people send me pictures of signs that they've written in lipstick on their bathroom mirror. doesn't matter how you do it. So you write your affirmation on a piece of paper, on a sticky note, on a mirror with lipstick. It doesn't matter. And put them places where you're going to see them. So in your closet or near a light switch or in your purse, I have people who create them and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They are like the backgrounds on their phone. So the lock screen turns on, there's your reminder and rotate your little signs every few days, unless you're using the same affirmation. But this is a great way to reinforce and strengthen your sense of worthiness because you're literally reinforcing, you're affirming that information with your subconscious mind every time you see those notes. And to be honest, I put little post-it notes places and sometimes I, I, blah, 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 I will forget that there's a post-it note there and then I see the post-it note and it makes me smile. These little signs are just a way of forcing you to notice the qualities in yourself that you value. It's a way of putting them in front of yourself to remind you. Because remember, I just said half the time we don't appreciate or value our strengths. We only focus on our weaknesses. So how do you know when you've actually started to develop a better relationship with your critic? Well, first of all, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas aren't around as much anymore. If at all. When you catch yourself, oh, I should have done that, you interrupt that pattern right away. You know that you have a better relationship with your inner critic because you now have a bunch of tactics that you can use to silence that critic or to get him to come back when he's welcome. You have this agreement now to let your critic come out when you need his opinion. So maybe that's during editing when you're being creative, but it is not during the creative process. It is not during the moment when you are being creative. You'll know when you have a better relationship with your inner critic because you're going to find yourself happier a lot more. Life is going to seem like it's easier. Business is going to seem like it flows better. Ideas are going to come out of you. You're going to find yourself producing better quality work. You're going to find yourself feeling like you have that, that fire in your soul, that thing that just lights you up. And the most important way to know that you have a better relationship with your inner critic is because you're going to start to accept more truths rather than constantly beating yourself up. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. But like usual, if you got something out of this podcast, let me know because I make these for you guys. Let me know how you guys are going to start to work with your inner critic to have a better relationship. Screenshot this. Tag me on Instagram because I truly do want to be able to communicate with you guys. And so when you tag me on Instagram, that gives me a way to actually open a conversation with you guys to say, hey, what's up? And I, I, me personally, reply to every single message that I get. Unless it's a pervy message, then I don't reply to those ones. So there you go. Until next time, I'm going to leave you guys with that.
Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Beg me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.